0: Welcome to BizBytes brought to you by Calm Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes. You're going to be familiar with my guests uh, again today. He's appeared on a couple of other earlier episodes of Biz Bites. And, Rick, I'd love you to introduce yourself again to the audience.
1: Cool. Okay. Firstly, thank you very much for inviting me again, Anthony. I'll introduce myself. Essentially, my focus and the area that we've been working in mostly for the last 21-odd years is essentially it's all mindset. It's all about how do you need to think in order to create the sort of results that you actually want to get. And that's our specialty. You know, at the end of the day, people who usually come to us usually want to grow their business or there's a challenge that they have that they just have not been able to master. So quite often uh, I get referred to by a lot of psychiatrists who essentially say, I've got no idea where to go with this particular client that's your specialty. Help them out. Um, business is the same. You know, at the end of the day, it's usually people who are stuck, are stuck in a in a certain income level or stuck in a certain mindset level, and want to get beyond that.
0: Yeah, it's a very interesting idea. This um, mindset, and we don't spend enough time internalizing and thinking about these things. I think too often as a business owner, business leader, you are trapped in the business. And it's easy to say to work on the business instead of in the business. And those things are important to think about. But there's also the working on you and what you bring to the business itself and the way you choose to lead. And I think most business owners don't even think about that idea is that you know is I, that your experience as well
1: yeah i completely agree you know i mean many people will talk and look everyone i would suggest in business will talk about the value of mindset you know they'll all say it's all about your mindset but what does that really mean you know if it's all about the mindset then why aren't more business leaders actually working on their mindset and have a ritual, have a routine or even have a coach in that space. But the truth of the matter is very few do. You know, mindset at the end of the day just runs off the tongue, just like we all need to invest. Mm -hmm. But what, what is investing? you know where do we invest how do we invest how much do we invest why do we invest and there are a lot of questions associated with that as there are in the context of mindset so for example when a client comes to me and says okay here's the deal i want to grow my business i've been stuck in this particular you know rut you know this income level or this or this results level for a long long time and i can't get out of it My job is to find out why they are stuck in that mindset. And so typically the way that we do what we do, you know, in other words, we get up in the morning, we have our regular routines or whatever that might entail, we make those calls, we have those meetings, we sit down with team, and we we create patterns. Those patterns if we put them into a formula, a mathematical formula, the sum total would be the results we're getting today. So what Mm -hmm. we've got to look at is we've got to look at, okay, so what are the key drivers? You know, what are the key drivers that really drive your business? And the key drivers for some businesses may well be sales calls or may well be you know they're utilising their database. You know, sending out the regular old emails to get the regular old results, or they've got their sales team going out there. You know, knocking on those doors, going out with the same old sales pitch, using the same strategies, the same, you know, the same material that they drop on desks. You know, the same coloured brochures, the same websites. So the the big question is, how do you really approach mindset? An approaching mindset means, first of all, review. You've got to kind of look at what are the results you're getting and what is the mindset that's creating those results. So, for example, if you ask, let's be very specific. Let's say that the business owner's key driver is they just get on the phone and they stimulate business. They're cold calling, for example. Mm-hmm. And then you say, okay, so... So, what are the results you're getting from that? And let's say they say, well, you know, I'm creating a $50,000 a month income. Okay, where do you want to go? You know, I want to get a hundred thousand, you know, per month as an income. So, that same mindset is not going to get a hundred thousand. No way. Cause they're getting 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Yep. You know, and, and, and their 50 50 results, you know, might be great, but they're not getting the hundred. So the question that you've got to ask is, first of all, what do you need to do to double? You know, what do you actually have to do? The truth of the matter is they're not going to be able to answer that question, you know, because they don't know. They really don't know. You know, that's <laughs> if they knew, they wouldn't be employing you uh, as their coach or their brain untrainer. trainer you know so so the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to start thinking what do they have to do to get more sales coming through the door? So typically you'll start looking for a different sort of strategy to employ. Yep. And, um, and and I'll give you a classic example. There was uh, one of my clients runs a series of restaurants. Now um, you don't have to be Einstein, nor do you have to be Philip Lowe to know what has been going on in the marketplace. Like, you know, we've had interest rates rise, you know, over 11 uh, 11 times, and uh, some of those have been, you know, more than a quarter percent. That's going to affect people. thats That knock-on effect has actually for businesses like, you know, restaurants, for example, they actually got a kick you know, many restaurants actually did really well because people have become used to, as they did in COVID, comfort eating, you know, so they'll go out for a little bit and they'll go spend some money. And so restaurants actually did reasonably well for a period of time, but that's now beginning to wane because people, uh, strategy number one for most people when they have problems is head in the the sand. You know, that's strategy number one. It's called denial. Strategy number two is commiserate. They go out, talk to their friends. They have too many beers, too many, too much alcohol, and complain too much about what's going on. And of course, neither of those two strategies really help them. Strategy number three is go and get some help. And so, this particular client came to me, and she said, "You know, my restaurant is doing really badly." And I said, so how many people would you have in, let's say, one of your restaurants, you know, on a night like last night? And she said, well, we would have had about 150 people in that restaurant. I said, how many people did you have? She said, we had 10. I went, wow, that's, that's less than 10%. That's a massive drop. Mm-hmm. And she said, absolutely. We are freaking out. So now we've got to get into the business and go, okay, so what are the key drivers? What are the actual things that determine where those customers come from? So she said, oh, we've got bus backs, you know, we've got, you know, we've got sandwich boards outside of the restaurant so people can, you know, get passing traffic. We can see exactly, you know, what's on offer. And I said, okay, so, uh, what else? We do some radio advertising. you know. So she's telling us all of the vehicles that she's using, which she hasn't stopped. None of that's changed. So I said, okay, so what business are you in? She said, what do you mean? I said, well, what business are you in? And she said, I'm in the restaurant business. I said, well, there's partially part of your problem. You know, if you're in the restaurant business, you're just like every other restaurant. And she said, oh, right, okay. So what are other restaurants doing? And she said, yeah, they're complaining for the same reasons. And I said, because you're all in the restaurant business. That's all in your mindset. You've got to start thinking outside of that. The biggest problem that people have is they really look at their past and their past is the logical space. The past is the history. But not many businesses have actually been in a space like we're currently experiencing today. So your logic in the past isn't going to help. So what you've got to do is you've got to get into the creative space and you've got to start thinking quite differently. So she said, what do you mean? You know, I said, well, firstly, maybe you should get out of the restaurant business and start getting into the educational business or the entertainment business. And she said, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, here's an example. I said, what if what you did is you started going out to industries and you spoke to those industries and you put on a major speaker who is going to share some incredible resources in your restaurant on a particular evening and then you sell tickets to come to that event. So it's educational, entertainment, or value, like if you got Billy Joel to sit mm-hmm. in your restaurant and play piano, could you imagine how many people you'd have? And she goes, yeah, but Billy Joel would cost a fortune. I said, yeah, sure, 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 sure. But what you're doing is you're bringing a major reason for people to come. You've got out of the restaurant business, you got into the entertainment business. And now, you know, the the neurons started to twig. She started to realise, oh, my God, yeah, Sure. I could get out of the restaurant business. I could start getting into the educational business or the entertainment business. And so people might pay for that, Um, such as, you know, a lot of people are really concerned about the interest rate rises and and the biggest element of pain if you consider that 80% of Australians have a mortgage. So 80% of Australians are going to be hurting. So if you've got a speaker that came to your restaurant that started talking about how to become debt-free and get rid of your mortgage in half the time, how many people do you think might be interested in coming to that restaurant? So you package it up, you create a set menu, and let's say the set menu is $80 or $90, you know, for the set menu, and they come to learn how to reduce your mortgage in half the time how many people would buy that set menu? You know, so yeah. that's the sort of thinking that needs to come when times get tough.
0: You've got yeah. to get outside of your mindset. You do, and 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 it's a it's a big challenge for a lot of people, isn't it? Because um, they're limited by their own beliefs and rarely give themselves the space. To generate ideas, and in, and 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 I think one of the important things, as you demonstrated there, is the value, of often of bringing someone external in to help create that atmosphere for it. Because I think, um, particularly when you talk about businesses that have teams, have staff, having the freedom to express ideas and the you know giving it some context is actually incredibly difficult and it does take someone independent you know I've 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 done this kind of work in the past myself and it it often does take someone independent to come in purely to create that space and to to give people that freedom to respond because it's easy to say no idea is a is a bad idea but when your boss is overseeing it are you really going to st- have that freedom to say everything, but if you see someone that is that has placed your boss on the same line as you uh, for for this particular conversation, then it changes the dynamic completely. And, and so that's part of that whole process as well that I think is incredibly important. But the the power of ideas and to think outside of the think outside of the norm is something that we're almost trained out of from a young age. One of the biggest problems with our schooling system is that even in creative arts areas and talk about art itself, is there are um, teachers telling you, no, you've got to paint inside the lines or this needs to look this way or you're doing it wrong, when in truth, it's art. Is there actually anything wrong? And so we come at it from a very structured approach from day one with kids And we slowly drill that creativity out of them. And so it's no surprise that as an adult, uh, many people are just way out of that comfort zone.
1: Mm, Look, I think you raise a really valid point here because our educational system is actually about learning. But it's not. It's actually designed about remembering. It's not about learning at all. Like, through your entire educational system, when did we learn how to learn? No one taught us how to even, you know, do things like memory pegs, you know, to learn lists of things by using a strategy such as memory pegs. I never learnt memory pegs in school. No one taught me to speed read. No one taught me how to learn. They taught me how to remember stuff. And that's, that's how the whole educational system is geared. Like mm. when you go into countries like Asia, for example, you know, Asia, um, many Asian cultures have not learned how to learn. They've learned how to remember, and their creativity is very, very low. So they'll just copy. They'll copy systems. And, and you know, many Asian cultures got very, very good at copying now, we think we're ahead of the game in the Western culture, but that's nonsense. We actually are going in the same direction. We are we are learning how to copy, how to remember, but not actually how to learn. And part of the game, the, the big challenge in business right now is that when times get tough, you can't do what you did before because you're just going to face a reduction. That's it. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, things are going to reduce. And unless you do something different, all you're going to have to tolerate is a reduction in profitability or a reduction in overall sales.
0: Yeah, it's um, that whole idea of taking yourself out of what you have been doing and doing something different and creating new habits it's also easier said than done it's it's easy for us to 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 talk about that but it's not an easy thing to to uh always pull off and i think that that's um one of the problems as well and go back to something you said earlier is going out and seeking support for things i think one of the problems is we have incredibly powerful tools in our pocket we have a phone that has an app for everything, has a camera, has a, you know, phone calls, although people seem to make less and less phone calls these days. Yeah. And that's true. we we think therefore we we should be a master of everything. And because we've opened a business, we should be a master of finance, we should be a master of marketing, should be a master of mindset, we should be a master of HR, we should be a master of eight of IT. Yeah. It's like, no, that's that's not the reason why you created the business in the first place. And it's certainly an unreasonable expectation that you would be that sufficient in in those areas. What's really interesting is it's not uncommon for businesses to go, yep, I need an accountant. Um, I need a lawyer occasionally. Um, And maybe I need a bookkeeper. What's less common is the areas that I guess that you and I are in is coming in and looking for that support they're often rather looking for some kind of magic cure um that isn't really what you're going to deliver because it's about you know in my case it's about engagement and slow brand awareness and and change over a period of time uh is very different so i think that that there's a reluctance to do that, all because people think that they should be able to do it themselves because they have this powerful tool in their pocket. Uh, it's, it's, I use the analogy and uh, often with with uh, clients and saying, just because you've got a camera in your pocket doesn't make you a photographer. I, I mm. can I can fluke it and take some really great photos on occasion, but if you were if if any of us were to scroll through our list of thousands of photos that we've got sitting in our phones in our pocket and you were to say, which, how many do you think would actually be good enough to put up in a competition as stack up against a professional photographer? If you've got one in about 50,000, you're going to be lucky.
1: Mm -hmm. Yet we all think we're
0: photographers. And and I think it's the same with so many areas and that if you want to break the cycles of where you're at, then you need to recognize that bringing in extra support is not a cost to the business. It's a part of doing business. I hope you're enjoying this ongoing conversation with Rick as much as I am. We're going to take a break here and stay tuned for part two in the next episode of Biz Bytes. Biz Bytes is brought to you by Come Together for all your marketing needs. So you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms. Go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.